Lord, you are so holy. You are so worthy. Lord, I just thank you for this reminder. We were praying this this morning, and Luna actually brought this up. Um, in Psalm 144, it says this. It says, Praise be to the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. And then if you go down a couple verses, it says this. It says, I will sing a new song to you, O God. And on the ten-string lyre, I will make music to you. To the one who gives victory to kings and who delivers his servant David from the deadly sword. Deliver and rescue me from the hands of foreigners. Whose mouths are full of lies and right hands. It says, whose right hands are deceitful. Lord, I thank you that praise and worship is our weapon of warfare. Lord, there's something so powerful about coming before you, coming into the presence of the Lord. It says that we get to actually run into the throne room of grace. That we get to come before you, we get to behold you, we get to look to you, we get to glorify your name. And Lord, in that place, as we behold you, Lord, I thank you, there is a becoming like you. You begin to reveal yourself to us. You reveal your heart to us. You reveal your words to us. And even as we declare your words, it says that the angels move at the sound of the voice of the Lord. And when we speak the very words of the Lord, things begin to happen. So Lord, I just thank you. I thank you that it begins in this place of worship. I just feel like this reminder sometimes of things as we're facing the battles, as we're facing things at hand, that Second Chronicles 20 with Jehoshaphat, where they begin to pray, they heard the word of the Lord, and he said, look, you're not going to have to fight this battle. This is the Lord's battle, but stand firm. Stand firm in the faith, which means that we're going we're gonna to know the word of the Lord. We're going to declare it. We're going to decree it. We're going to speak to it, and then we're going to sing of the Lord. And this is where, at the end, as they go to stand before the enemy, as the Lord had told them to do, although he said the Lord was going to fight the battle, he said, you're going to stand firm. You're going you're gonna to go up, and you're going to actually stand before the army. And what Jehoshaphat did, he set up his worshipers to lead that charge, and they begin to worship the Lord. They weren't worshiping to say, God, this is what you're going to do for me. They were just beholding him for who he was. And in that place, it says, it says, in the place, as they began to sing and praise, that's when the Lord set the ambush against the, against the men, against the armies. And it says, and he defeated them. They didn't have to touch one of the men. They didn't have to fight the battle. Not in that one. There's other ones where they, did ha they do have to fight, and the Lord goes before them. But again, it's hearing the word of the Lord. And so, Lord, I, I just thank you that you're the one who fights our battles. And, and we, we always play a part. I was talking to a group of guys last week about this, and then in our staff meeting on Tuesday a little bit, and I, it's like I just want to, I feel like even as we're in here tonight, as we're praying, as we're seeking the Lord in this, as we're hearing his voice, as we're then praying into the things that are on the Lord's heart, 
Be careful that the things that it's not just things on your heart and the way that you see things, but that we actually go before Him, get His heart, get His position, and then fight from that place of victory. That we're not fighting from to try to gain the victory, we're fighting from the place of victory. And there's a big difference. One is out of faith and the other is out of fear. We always want to fight from the place of faith. And it requires that we hear his voice. But I was seeing this as like, it's like when you sit in a car and you turn the engine on and you want to, you want to drive, you can say, okay, car, go, but the car's not going to go. You actually have to put your foot on the gas. But by you putting your foot on the gas, it's not your foot hitting the gas that like all of a sudden the strength of your foot makes the car move. It's the, it's the fuel that happens when you place your foot on the gas that hits that engine and begins to, to power the vehicle. And I believe it's the same thing as we're, as we're praying, as we're contending for things, as we're playing our small part. It's not our great strength that actually accomplishes anything. That's the fuel is the power of the Holy Spirit that comes in and begins to move. But we place our little foot on that little pedal and we press it when the Lord says press and He begins to move by the power of the Holy Spirit. So Lord, I thank You for Your power. I thank you. It's not by our own power. It's not by our own might. It's not by our own strength, Lord. It is by the Spirit that things get accomplished. But the beauty of it is that we partner with you. And so we partner with you tonight. Lord, I thank you that even as last week, we just realized we are, we are praying for the church. There's a lot of things we're going to pray for, but I'll just pray into this, actually. I'll just pray for the church. Lord, I, I thank you that your heart is for your body. Your heart is for your church. And not just those that are believers, but the, the non-believers, those that don't know you. This is our part. That as we're contending for the church, it says we actually pray for the labors. There's a great harvest, but we're actually contending for the labors. The labors, by the way, are, it's the church, but it's the awakening of the church into the love of the Father to see people the way he sees them that they would become children of God. And so, Lord, I thank you for the awakening of your church, the agape love reformation. Lord, where your love is coming in, and it starts with your church, that it would penetrate your church, that we would see you rightly, that we would see you in a new way, that as we behold you, the very thing, as if you read this, the, the email today, it, it is love requires action. That as, as you first loved us with action, and the action was that you actually gave your son to die on a cross, the action of Jesus was to give his own life for us, the greatest act of love. That, that it is, love is not a feeling, love is not just a thought, love is an action. And so Lord, I thank you that you're awakening your church into action into actually responding to the very things that are on your heart, that we would move at the sound of your voice, that it's not just staying in a room. It is, it begins there. It begins in the waiting. begins in the pressing into your heart. But as we press into your heart, there are things we are to accomplish. And I thank you. That's the part where we're going to go and we're going to press our little foot on the little pedal 
and you're going to begin to move with great power. We're going to begin to preach your gospel. We're going to lay hands on the sick, and we can't heal a flea. But as we lay hands on the sick, they will recover because the power of the Holy Spirit moves through us as we are a conduit of heaven to earth. Oh, so Lord, just as you taught us to pray, we behold you. You are holy. Hallowed be your name. Lord, your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth through us. Use us. Just that Isaiah 6 commissioning. Here we send us. Lord, we are the ones to bring your kingdom from heaven to earth. That your will would be done. And as our little voices with no power at all, begin to declare and decree the words of the Lord. Angels move at the sound of our voice because it's in alignment with heaven. Lord, I thank you for the, the atmospheres that are shifting, that we declare and we decree, and as we, as we bind things on earth, they're bound in the heavenly realms. Where the spiritual forces are, Lord, we take authority over this heavenly realms. Lord, even as we were here, we were in here yesterday and just worshiping, on, on Halloween night, where there's a lot of evil and demonic things, there's a, a lot of worship to, to Satan, but, but we were in here worshiping to the Lord, and it, here's the deal. Light always overcomes darkness. There's no battle between light and darkness. You don't flip the light on, and it's like, oh, here goes the battle. Light overcomes darkness. <laughs> So, Jesus, I thank you. You are the light of the world. And as the Holy Spirit is now in us, we are the light of the world. Reconcilers. We're the ones that bring the reconciliation, the ministry of reconciliation to those that are lost. We are ambassadors of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Lord, I thank you for the position that we have. And that when we speak, we speak with power and we speak with authority, not because of the strength of us or who we are, but because of who is in us, the very hope of glory. Jesus, have your way tonight. I just want to pray into something real quick, just kind of a little off topic, but I just, uh, you may not know, but we have, we have a lot of land here. We have 54 acres, and uh, today we just submitted to the city, uh, we're going to be developing a, a community called Lighthouse Community, uh, and it is to, to bless this city. It is to bless the people. And, uh, and I think there's been opposition even just with the misunderstandings, with miscommunication and, uh, on what it could possibly be. But this is something that is going to be used to, to impact this community in a powerful way. And so, Lord, I just ask right now for the favor of the Lord to rest upon this. Lord, I thank you for the so many prophetic words. I can't even, I couldn't even begin to like put them all together right now. But Lord, I thank you over and over and over again. You have spoken to this. You have made it so clear. People that have come in that have no idea what, what is to be on this property. And they say, just, I heard the Lord. And he said, this is what you're supposed to have. And we're like, we already know. <laughs> over and over and over again, the confirmations. So Lord, I, I thank you for the confirmations. Even today, I had someone come in and talk to me, had no idea what we were doing, and said, you're supposed to share the vision. And I said, do you know what we're doing? No, I don't have a clue. And uh, 
So we're, and it's actually being submitted today. And the Lord said to her that this was the day she was had to come in and to tell me that, that the vision needs to be released. <laughs> and of something that she didn't know about. Um, so, Lord, I just thank you for confirmation after confirmation. I feel like in our lives uh, that the Lord is speaking. He's not quiet in this time. He's pouring out his spirit like never before. Lord, give us eyes to see and ears to hear. And then, Lord, give us that boldness to, to step into the things that you're speaking, that we would not question them, but that we'd be those that trust in you, trust in the Lord with all of with all of our might, with everything that we have. May we never lean on our own understanding. May, may we never try to, try to figure things out, the things that you're speaking, and, and question how it's going to work. All we do is we are, here's the thing, we are servants of the Lord to give him glory. We are co-heirs with Christ. Lord, I thank you just as Jesus lived on this earth and he says, I only do what I see my Father do and I only speak what I hear my Father say. Lord, may that be us tonight, even as we declare and decree and speak things, Lord, that we're speaking from heaven to earth. So we thank you for tonight. Lord, I thank you just for what we get to go through tonight, what we get to speak into, what we get to do. I thank you for the, the joy that we get to have in your Holy Spirit moving in and through us in a powerful way. It's that joy that becomes our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Lord, well up with joy right now. I just pray for joy in this place. I pray for a spirit of wisdom and revelation to fall in this place. Holy Spirit, I say, would you baptize us with boldness tonight, Lord, to declare your word that we, when we hear your word, we don't, we don't squeak it out, but we speak it out. <laughs> So, Lord, I just thank you. So we're going to pray. We're going to worship. If you want to pray, just grab my attention. Just wave your hand. Here we go. And I want to see, even if it's a short prayer, you guys don't have to pray long prayers. I just feel like it may be maybe two, three words that you're going to pray. But I, I feel like tonight, like, that some of you that have been quiet, like, just that you're going to, you're going to speak out. The Lord's going to just give you something, and don't question it. Please don't question it. Just if, if you're getting that kind of like, oh, I don't want to do this, that's the Lord. Uh, and just, just speak it out. And it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be elegant. It's not, about, it's not about how beautiful our prayers are. It's just obedience to the Lord. That's all it is. So here we go. I has not seen or ear heard a God. Help me. I has not seen or ear heard a God. What God has planned. God has in store for those who wait on him. I think that's about right. Anyway, all right? <laughs> yeah, eye has not seen nor ear heard what God has in store for those who wait on him. So, and I, I also got this, uh, though it tarry, wait for it. And I tried to find that scripture. I couldn't find it. Though it tarry, wait for it. God, and you just, you're, you're, you're just asking us, only believe. You will believe if, when you receive. So only believe. You will receive when you believe. So only believe. Only believe, God. And here we are. And we say, yes, God. We say, yes, we believe. We believe, God. That's why we're called believers, God. We thank you for faith. Faith rises up within us. Faith rises up, God. 
we will tarry. We will wait for it. Though it tarry and it seem like it's a long way off, we will wait. We will wait in expectation and adoration at your feet, the King, the great God, trusting in you, believing in you, God. We prophesy it will happen. It will happen. It will come to pass. We thank you, Father. We thank you for what you have in store for this place, the lighthouse. It will be the lighthouse to many. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Your light, this, the light of your Son, the Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We will wait. We will tarry with you. We will wait upon you and become more like you as we wait upon you. We thank you, Father. We partner with you. We partner with you. We believe and we shall receive. We only believe. We only believe. We give you the glory tonight. In Jesus' name. There's no way I could improve on this. And I got this. It was provided to me by an intercessor and prophet at Jacob's Tent in Cleveland, Tennessee. It's a prayer for Israel. And by that, for all of us. Heavenly Father, Israel's rock and redeemer, bless the state of Israel, the first flowering of our redemption. Shield it under the wings of your loving kindness and spread over it the tabernacle of your peace. Send your light and truth to its leaders, ministers, counselors, and direct them with good counsel before you. Strengthen the hands of the defenders of the Holy Land. Grant them deliverance, our God, and crown them with the crown of victory. Grant peace in the land and everlasting joy to its inhabitants. As for our brothers, the whole house of Israel, remember them and all of the lands of our dispersion and swiftly lead us upright to Zion, your city, and Jerusalem, your dwelling place. It is written in the Torah of Moses, your servant, even if you're scattered to the furthermost lands under the heavens, from there the Lord your God will gather you and take you back. The Lord your God will bring you to the land your ancestors possessed, and you will possess it. And he will make you more prosperous and numerous than your ancestors. Then the Lord your God will open up your heart and the heart of your descendants to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul that you may live, and to bring you to that place in the prophet that says, They will look on me whom they have pierced and weep for him as for an only son. Unite our hearts to love and revere your name in the name of our Messiah and observe your words, all of the words of your whole book from cover to cover and swiftly send us your righteous anointed one of the house of David to redeem those who long for your salvation. Appear in your glorious majesty over all the dwellers on earth. Let us say, I believe with perfect faith in the coming of the Messiah, and even though he tarry in waiting, in spite of this, I will still wait expect, expectantly for him each day that he will come. And let all who breathe declare the Lord God of Israel is king, and his kingship has dominion over all. Thank you that your words are true. We just spoke history before it's written. 
The day is coming when all Israel shall be saved. And it begins with them, it ends with them, and we're in a sandwich in the middle. And Father, one other brief prayer. This is for us, for our government. May he who gives salvation to kings and dominion to princes, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, who delivers his servant David from the evil sword, who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters, bless and protect, guard and help, exalt, magnify, and uplift the president, the vice president, and all officials of this land. And may the supreme king of kings in his mercy put it into their hearts and the hearts of all their counselors and officials to deal kindly with us and with all of Israel. In their days and ours, may Judah be saved and Israel dwell in safety. And may the Redeemer come quickly to Zion, and may this be his will. And let us say together, amen. As we're praying. Oh, go ahead. Thank you.
just join with the prayers all, all across the world that, that are crying out for your people. Would you protect your people in this hour? We, we want to be people who uh, give you no rest and take no rest until Jerusalem is a praise in the earth. So, Father, would you help us to tarry just a little bit longer to pray for your people? Um, ever since uh, Andrew preached the message about prayer, I felt like this a real strong urging from the Lord. Just like that scene from the Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus brought his closest friends to pray and they fell asleep. And I felt the Lord say, I need my friends to pray. In this hour, I need my friends to pray. And I just felt that urgency. So, Father, would you give us strength in this hour to tarry for your people and to tarry for your land? That we would uh, be people of prayer, houses of prayer, Lord. Would you birth that in us, intercessors? Let's just pray, uh, sing that again. Um, that kind of just touched my heart right now. But um, and I don't know. Do you pronounce it as Job? <laughs> Is it Job? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. <laughs> um, it says he performs wonders that could not be fathomed, miracles that cannot be counted. So that's Job five nine. And so I was just like, wow, because um, just everything that's just going on in um, Israel right now. I was just like, I just read that, and I was like, that matches so perfectly well with it because there's going to be so many wonders and miracles um, that's going to be happening there. And so, um, Lord, I just pray for um, just the people who are attacking Israel right now that you will just change their mindset, change the way, um, just change whatever that they're doing, that they'll that their um, that their eyes will open and just be like, oh my goodness, like what have I done, like look at the damage that I have dealt to this, just the stronghold of just God's place, like 
why, why would I ever do something like this? So God, I just pray that you just touch the hearts of everybody there, that they'll stop whatever they're doing and they'll just look up to you and they'll just, um, just feel your love and your peace and that you'll, um, that you'll just bring restoration to that place. And um, the second one that I had, give me a second. The second one is um, Psalm 68:35, and it says, "You God are awesome in your sanctuary. The God of Israel gives power and strength to His people. Praise to be, praise be to God." So I just pray for just the families there that have just been um, that's just just been hit um, with all of these. Um, these damages, God, that you will just um, just give them the strength that they need, um, that they won't um, they won't be afraid, and that they'll just find complete like just peace, um, just knowing that you're there for them. So I just pray for every heart there that um, it will just be completely changed and completely softened for you, Lord. Um, and while I was um, this is gonna like <laughs> switch, but. Um, I went over to uh, the youth area, and I was over there for like a minute. And so, um, as I just as I was in there, um, I saw everybody. They were just like all the kids. They were just like they were just praising the Lord so much, and that really touched my heart. Um, and so, just seeing them, just seeing the worship team worship as much as they do here, like that's a beautiful thing to see. Because sometimes when you think of youth group, when people think of youth group, they're like, oh, yeah, it's just probably, like, a little, like, worship. And, like, they probably won't, like, dance or, like, jump or anything. Like, it's not, it's not going to, yeah. And so um, just to see that no matter where you are, like, worship is always going to be the same, if not stronger and more powerful. So, um I just pray just for here, just for the worship going on here and the worship going on in the youth, that um, that you will just, that any, any like tune or any song that you just, that the, that these worshipers play or sing, that it'll just, um, that it will just, uh, just bring such, um, such joyfulness in their heart that they'll just, be able just to um that no matter where they are that they'll just be able to just to dance and just sing and just cry out for you god um and just give you all the praise and worship in the name of jesus before mike shared what he was sharing in the beginning i just kept hearing we fight from victory not towards it um and then he stole that phrase right out of my head um, so and then I went to Revelation 19 and 20 which I think is really good just to read every day and at the end of Revelation 19 um, the beast and um, Marcus can explain all this later um, the devil has been planning for like 6,000 years and this is his big moment and in one sentence it says in the beast false prophet or whatever Marcus is that right um, were captured so it's one sentence he's been planning for 6,000 years and in one sentence he's captured and bound for a thousand years so another thousand years goes by and Satan has been scheming and planning um, and we see at the 
the middle end of Revelation 20 that he's gathered all the armies of the world and he's encircled um, God's holy city and his people. And in one more sentence, in a couple words, fire comes from heaven and he's devoured. So I thank you, Father, that in the devil's scheming and planning and devising, Lord, it takes but one breath from your lungs to destroy our enemy, Lord. So I thank you that we do fight from victory, not towards victory, Lord. And then I remember another time I was so discouraged over my, my own personal brother and another guy I was trying to, to minister to, a homeless guy who's extremely demonized young man, would talk in other voices. I, he'd give me multiple different names. And this went on for like four years of this situation. I was so discouraged over his situation, my own personal brother everything feeling hopeless and I was kind of complaining to the Lord and in, in the middle of my complaint like this is hopeless he just responded with one drop and he didn't have to finish the sentence and one drop of your blood Lord one drop of your blood Lord can change any circumstance in any situation Lord one drop of your blood changed my life forever, Lord. So we declare that one drop of your blood, Lord, over every impossible circumstance and situation represented in this room, Lord, can be overcome, Lord, and that you will have the victory. So we declare the blood of Jesus over our government. We declare the blood of Jesus over our families and our loved ones, Lord. We declare the blood of Jesus over Castle Rock, God, that one drop of your blood, Lord, can shift circumstances and can change eternities, Lord. So we declare the blood of Jesus speaks a better word right now over Castle Rock, over Colorado, over the United States, over Israel, Lord, that you're covering the people of Israel with your blood, Lord, that you will use this for your glory, Lord, that they will see the people of God interceding and praying for them when they seem to have no more friends, Lord, that we will be a friend to them, Lord. We bless them. We thank you for your precious blood, Jesus.
beds and we didn't know if all the seeds that we planted would germinate so we put like three to five in each pod and then most of them did and they shot up and we had like too many plants for the beds that we made so we tried to plant them anyway and we had this and we just had this expectation of not much because it was our first year and our soil wasn't good and everyone said, don't expect much. And we had all these plants and we had this huge harvest and we didn't prepare. We weren't like familiar with how to preserve it and can it and, and dehydrate it and save it and not let it go to waste. And so I just kept pondering this. The Lord kept reminding me of this like, I feel a sense of urgency to be prepared for the harvest that is coming. That the little seeds that we're planting, like don't think that the, it's not doing something. It's going to raise up. It's going to shoot up. Before you see the seed come up, the roots go down first. And sometimes that's five years. Sometimes that's a year. Sometimes it's 10 years. But I just feel that in this season, do not count it as little the words that you give, the prayers that you do, the, the ministering you do to your family. Step out and expect to see it happen. And, and I just feel the need to pray, Lord, prepare us. Prepare us to disciple, to preserve these shoots, Lord, that they would not just, you know, be a notch in a belt somewhere that, oh, I got to leave this person to the Lord. No, let us be prepared to know how to disciple them, to get them connected, Jesus. Lord, that your harvest, that this would be an army rising up and a family rising up in these last days, that we will see the Lord of the harvest. Lord, I thank you for the rock. I thank you for the call. I thank you that this is just a hub for evangelism, for the marketplace evangelism. Lord, that everyone that goes here, they're ministering in their workplace and at the daycare and at the grocery store and the neighbors, Lord, and their family. We can minister to our family. We can. And I just thank you, Jesus, for the harvest that is coming, for the, the plants that are shooting up. And we will know and we will be prepared to have an ability to disciple them. I just see like when, when Peter put the nets on the other side and they brought in all these fish, the other boats had to come to help <laughs> pull in the fish. And I just thank you, Lord, that you're sending even more like-minded um, believers into this church, Lord, that will just go out and, and be your church without walls. This is a church without walls. And I just thank you, Lord, for the harvest that is coming. And then our second, our second summer in the garden. So we kind of adjust. We learn some ways to preserve. But 
then we got um, attacked with hail. And there was so much hail this summer. It was like as soon as the plants would rise up a little, boom, got hit with hail. And they were just all like beat down and weary. And when that ended, there were all these little pests with squash bugs or whatever they're called. And I just felt the Lord saying, you know, the church is so weary. We're battle weary, Lord. I just pray that you would refresh your church. God, I pray that you would give us new armor, new armor. We started talking about, okay, next time we're going to be prepared for that hail and we're going to get some little hoop things to go over it and hide it from the hail. But Lord, I pray that your church will get a new armor, a new armor, Lord, where they've been hit so many times just dented in and some people are just laying on the battlefield wounded and bleeding out lord i pray that you would heal them that you would come in and bind up their wounds lord that you would strengthen them that you would give them fresh manna god that they would rise up as a mighty warrior for you again and get back in the battle and not lay there and not lay there lord i just thank you god that you're strengthening your church in this time and and that the pests lord i just think that um, thank you that any demonic um, strongholds that have come in because of the disappointments, because of just where people have been hit in the church, Lord, wherever that is, financially um, or, or death or um, just disappointment. I pray that, um, Lord, our Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would come in and give deliverance to your church. Deliverance is the children's bread. God, I thank you that the disappointments will not give an open door to the enemy. I just, I just declare that every door is closed now on the enemy, Lord. I pray that new hope would arise in your church, God. I just thank you, Lord, that um, we're prepared for your harvest. We're going to disciple, and, and where we've been hit, Lord, you are coming in and healing right now, giving us new hope, Jesus, and letting us rise up to to walk out the purpose and call that you have on each of our lives, Lord, that we each have our own call and there's no competition in the body of Christ, Lord, but that each one would fulfill the words that were spoken over them in the book of life in the name of Jesus. I declare it and decree it. Thank you for it, Lord.
Galatians 6 says, do not become weary in doing good for at the proper time you will reap a harvest if you do not give up. Lord, I thank you that the harvest is ripe. Lord, I thank you that you are fighting the battle. I just, I want to just speak to this Isaiah 37. This is with Hezekiah and Snacherib, and this was the, I always remember it by Snacherib, because it's a Snacherib. <laughs> That's Snacherib. But uh, he was the Syrian king. <laughs> I know. Sorry, if you're hungry, if you've been fasting, that was mean. But he was coming against Hezekiah, and there's this part in here where Hezekiah lays everything out before the Lord. And the, and the Lord says this, this will be a sign to you, Hezekiah. And I just feel like, just as, as Courtney was even praying into this about the garden, and that it says this, it says that in the first year, and this is the pressing in, I feel. Sometimes we go like, ah, it's just we're not seeing it. We've been praying, we're doing this. Uh, we're not seeing what we think we should be seeing. But it's like, there's the first year, the second year, and the third year. And it says, in the first year, you will eat what grows by itself. But in the second year, you will eat what springs up from that. But in the third year, you will sow and you will reap and you will plant vineyards and you will eat their fruit. And it goes on to say, it says, once more, a remnant of the house of Judah will take the root below and will bear fruit above. So the Lord was prophesying to Hezekiah here, saying this is what's going to happen. And out of Jerusalem will come a remnant, and out of Mount Zion, a band of survivors. And the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. I want to say, when the Lord speaks, this is why we want to hear the word of the Lord. This is why we want to hear his voice. Because it's not what we see. If Hezekiah would have focused on what he saw, he would have seen a massive army that was going to overtake him. But what he, what he set his faith on was the Lord's prophetic word, the Lord's word of what he was going to do. And it says, therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty says concerning the king of Assyria. Snackrib says this, he will not enter this city or shoot an arrow here. And, and I believe sometimes there's this fear that comes in that keeps us even from like going after the harvest. And, uh, and I, I feel like the Lord's just saying, don't worry about the, what's going to come back at you. You've, the Lord's got that part. You just play your part. It says he's not going to do that. It says he will not come before it with a shield nor build a siege ramp against it. And by the way that he came in, he will return. He will not enter the city, declares the Lord. And then this is what happened. He says, I will defend this city and I will save it for my sake and for the sake of David my servant. And right after that, it says, the, then the angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 men in the Assyrian camp. <laughs> and that was the end of the battle. So Lord, I just thank you. Again, you fight the battles. You do this. Lord, I thank you for the harvest that's ripe right now. I thank you for the awakening of a church to step in Lord, that as you fight these battles, as you do these things that go way beyond our own ability, Hezekiah and his army did not have the ability to fight the Assyrian army. But the Lord said, don't worry about that. You trust in me and watch what I'm going to do. You play your part and watch what I do. Come on.
Father, I just thank you for, Lord, your, your spirit that lives inside of us. Lord, I thank you for the testimonies of your people, Lord. And Father, I just pray that as the entire world is being stirred up right now, Lord, that the soil of people's hearts are being turned up. Lord, I pray that the Lord, Lord, that the, the church would rise up, Lord God. Lord, I pray that the testimonies that are inside of your people, Lord, that they act as fertilizer, Lord God. All the junk from the past, Lord God, that it would just act as fertilizer to the ground, to the seeds that have been sown, Lord, that those those that have been raised up in godly families that have strayed from you or not known you or haven't come to you, Lord God, I pray that, Lord, that, that your church would begin to speak out their testimonies, Lord God. Lord, I pray for, Lord, Lord, we don't, we don't need Bible college. We don't all need all these things, Lord. What we need is, Lord, for your anointing to touch our lives and touch the what you have brought us from, Lord God. And Lord, that as we begin to speak and reach out to others, Lord, I pray that your anointing that removes burdens and destroys yokes come upon the lips of your people, Lord God. Lord, I pray that they would begin to speak your word. Lord, they, they begin, like Lord, everyone's been praying, Lord, I pray that boldness come upon the people of your church. I pray right here in the rock, Lord God, that your people would begin to speak out the testimony the testimonies of what what they've been through, of what you've delivered us from, of what you've brought us from, Lord God. Lord, the comfort that we've received from you, that we would distribute that to others, Lord God. And Lord, that we would see, Lord, harvest within our sphere of influences, Lord God. Lord, we can pray for nations, we can pray for cities, and we can pray for states and all these things, Lord God. But Father, I pray for our sphere of influences, Lord God, that within each individual in this very room and throughout this church, Lord God, Lord, that the spheres of influence would begin... Lord, to just open up, Lord, that the people would begin to open up to those in their church workplaces and in their, their, their communities, Lord God, just in their everyday activities, Lord. I pray the anointing come upon them as they begin to share, and Lord, that they would begin to see signs and wonders, healings and miracles, and Lord, that they would begin to see salvations, most importantly, and Lord, baptisms of your spirit, Lord God. Father, I pray for an outpouring of your spirit upon your people, Lord, that we be emboldened to share our testimonies with those around us. And Lord, that from there, the word of God that's stored up richly within us, Lord, that it would begin to go forth from our mouth. And Lord, that it begin to go forth and pierce between joint and marrow and soul and spirit, Lord God, that it would convert the sinners, Lord God, that it would humble those that have been walking in pride and arrogance, Lord God, that have been had, had, had false senses of security within their finances or their careers or whatever. Lord, that as things begin to turn upside down on them, Lord, that they would humble themselves and pray and seek your face. But Lord, that they would turn to your people for guidance and that we would be ready, Lord God. Lord, that we would seek them out, that we would share your word, and Lord, that you would, Lord, Lord, that your anointing would just come upon us to do that. Lord, I just pray salvations. I pray for salvations right here in this community, Lord God, in Castle Rock, Lord God. I pray for salvations right in Douglas County, Lord, throughout Douglas County, Lord God. And Father, I pray that you would touch us, Lord God. Lord, that you would give us a vision. Lord, open our eyes to see what you see, Lord. Open our eyes to see that there are more for us than against us, Lord. Father, that we would open our eyes and see the harvest, Lord, that we would not see, uh, Lord, Lord, just people, Lord, Lord, that we would not see this intimidation that the enemy tries to put on people to see that, that people would, 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 would be objective toward your word, but Lord, that we would see a dying, hungry, thirsty generation. Lord, I've, I've seen so many deaths in the last couple of years, Lord God. I just pray, Lord, that you would put an urgency on your people, Lord, to, to sense the Lord to seek out your calling on our lives, Lord God. And Lord, that as we do this, Lord, I pray that you give a vision for your people 
to see the hand of God and how you want to operate through us individually. And Lord, that you would open our, uh, touch our imagination, Lord God, begin to speak to us, Lord, that we'd all begin to seek out your face and begin to seek out your heart for how you, how we can be the laborers in your harvest, Lord God. Lord, that you touch our imagination, that you give us dreams and visions of what you want to do. And Lord, that the faith of God rise up inside of every individual to begin to put action to it, to begin to put our foot to that pedal, Lord. And Lord, that your anointing come upon us as we move forward in faith, Lord God, as we step on that pedal, Lord God, as we do it in faith, Lord, and we step out just like Peter stepped out of that boat. Lord, I pray that your word go forth with signs and wonders following in Jesus' name. And Lord, that you would bring just a mighty harvest, Lord. But Father, I pray for a spirit of encouragement. I pray for a spirit of, of evangelism upon your church, Lord God, and Father of discipleship, Lord God. And Lord, that we would all just turn our hearts toward you in that, in Jesus' name. So Father, I pray it. I, I believe it, Lord, where two or more gathered in your name, right here in your midst, if we ask anything according to your will, that you hear us. And if we know that you hear us, we know we have that which we have requested. So, Father, we come into agreement right now. We ask these things, Lord, that you stir our hearts, stir our spirit, Lord God. Lord, that you would set our hearts on fire, Lord God, that we would abandon our ships, Lord God, of complacency, Lord God, that we begin to seek your face and seek your heart. And, Lord, that we begin to let go of the things that hit the sin and the, the things that entangle us, Lord God, that we begin to turn to you and go with you with all our heart mind soul and strength lord god and lord that we would seek out your vision for how you want to minister through us lord i pray for your anointing upon your church and upon us in this room in jesus name amen
Holy Spirit, come and rest on us. Spirit of God, would you rest on us the way you rested over the waters? We just acknowledge your presence. We just feel this, like slow down and just feel the presence of God. Acknowledge the presence of God. That where two or more are gathered, here he is in our midst. Oh Jesus, we exalt your name. We just cry out, come and finish what you started. I love what Ron prayed, that we pray from a a position of victory, of already having won. We know the end of the story. And so we don't pray from a place of timidity and, and worry and anxiety. We know the way it ends. As Ron was saying that, I was just stirred to pray uh, about the, the victory weapon that Jesus wins the war with. And it's the sword that comes from his mouth. It's the very word of God. And so I've just been sitting here as, as others have been praying, just meditating on the word of God. That the word was God. And the word was with God. And the word was at the beginning. And everything was created through the word of God. how powerful a God we serve that he can win a war with a single word of his mouth. That like Ron said, it's one sentence and the enemy's defeated. Ephesians 6, it talks about the armor of God and, and, and then at the end it, it kind of wraps up with and the sword of the spirit, the word of God and then right after that it says pray at all times. And I think for a long time I disconnected these two. I went, okay, the sword of the spirit got that. Okay, and then we're supposed to pray. But it's, there's, not a, there's not a period. It's not a change of, of paragraph. It's not a change of sentence. It's one flow of thought that we receive the sword of the Spirit and we pray at all times. God has given us the victory weapon. John, you'll like this. It's like winning the Super Bowl with that final Harry, Hail Mary and somebody signs the ball and gives it away. The victory, like winning thing and they give it away. The Lord has given us his word that will not return void. I love what Andrew preached a couple weeks ago. I think we, we pray these small prayers and we, we try to muster up strength and come up with some you know, fancy word. It's, it's right in front of us. It's written. How did Jesus fight against temptation? It is written. How naive that we think we have to do anything different. Oh, Jesus, we ask that you would teach us how to pray your word, how to declare it is written, how to wield the sword of the Spirit. I just imagine, I don't know why this is popping in my head, but I just imagine David taking Goliath's sword, and it's, it's huge. David's this, you know, 13, 14, 15-year-old boy, and he's taking this giant sword, and he cuts off the head of the enemy how as children of God we wield this massive sword it's not in our own power it's not in our in our own strength it's it's the very power of the word of God it's powerful and it's mighty his word would we put it on our lips and begin to declare these things because we fight from a place of victory and so we thank you for that Jesus we thank you that we have won already and we know we know the playbook we know how it ends And so from a place of victory tonight, we just declare, would you come and finish what you've started? You started with a word. You said, let there be light. Would you come and finish it with a word? 
Lord, you began a work in our hearts with a word. You drew our hearts to you. You spoke life into us. You, you took us from darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of light. Would you come and finish the work that you've started? We just agree with the prayers that have been prayed of, of the harvest being ripe. It's ready and it's waiting, Lord. Would we go with boldness, being equipped to fight? And so we just praise you, King Jesus. We lift high your name. There's one story I just feel like reading. Lord brought this to, to memory. In 2 Kings 6, um, the king of Aram is coming against Israel and he's you know trying to fight Israel. Um, and Elisha keeps disrupting his plans. Elisha keeps knowing where they're going to attack and how they're going to do the thing, so he, he keeps telling them. And the, the king of Aram gets real kind of upset. And so somebody tells him, he says, No, my lord, O king, Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, he tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. And he said, uh, and so the king's like, Okay, we gotta go take, we got to go take him out. He's in this city called Dothan or Dothan. Um, and so he sends horses and chariots and a heavy military force. And they came by night and they surround the city. And the attendant of Elisha, he's a little worried. He arises early and he goes out. He sees the, this, this massive army. And he's, he says, alas, my master, what shall we do? And Elisha's response is, do not be afraid for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And then Elisha prays and says, oh, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around. And they came down to him, and Elisha prayed to the Lord and said, Strike this people with blindness. And so the Lord struck them with blindness, according to the word of Elisha. And so right now, Lord, we just say, open our eyes that we may see who is for us. That there is a lion and a lamb at the center of the throne, and you are for us, and you are praying for us, you are interceding for us. Oh, those that are for us. If you're for us, Jesus, who can be against us? Certainly not man. Certainly not Satan. Certainly not his, his, his demons, his minions. Jesus, if you're for us, who can be against us? Just say, strike the enemy with the word of your mouth. Where the enemy's taken up encampment, where he's surrounded our cities, where he's surrounded Castle Rock, where he's surrounded Denver, where he's surrounded our families, we just say, open our eyes that we may see would you blind the enemy? Would you strike him with the word of your mouth? We just sit in a place of, of I think I'm just getting new revelation on Philippians 4, 6. <laughs> Don't be anxious for anything, but pray. Why would we be anxious if we can just pray the word of the Lord and we know we have the victory? There's no reason to be fearful. There's no reason to have anxiety. We sit with him who is love. And the word tells us his love casts out all fear. And so we just sit with you, Jesus, the God of love. Your very nature is love. And we just sit and we, we, we receive victory. As princess, princes and princesses, as, as kings and priests, we just sit in royalty and we declare the victory over Castle We declare the victory over Denver. We thank you, Jesus, that victory has, is coming, that you will return again. I want to say one more thing just about Israel just because, I don't know. I feel like the Lord wants to pray this. So, in Matthew 23, the very end of it, Jesus.
Jesus says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those who are sent to her, how often I wanted to gather your children together the way a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, and you did not want it. Behold, your house is being left to you desolate. For I say to you, from now on you will not see me until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus, they will see you on your second coming and they will cry out, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Jesus, this is still your heart for Jerusalem. You desire to gather them under your wing. You desire to to cover them and protect them. And, And in many ways, you're already doing so. We know that you protect the remnant. Just go read Romans 10 and, and, and Revelation 7 if, if you're curious. The Lord is divinely going to protect his people, Israel. He's cut a covenant with Jacob and he will not go back on his word. And so, Lord, we know that it finishes with Jerusalem being saved. It finishes with them declaring, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And so we just cry out, Maranatha. We cry out, come, Lord Jesus. Split the sky and come down. We just wait expectantly. Don't let us be those, those slaves that get sleepy and, and fall asleep. Don't let us be those servants that, that begin to say, hey, he's not coming for a long time. We can get drunk and, and beat each other and lie and do all that. Lord, would we be ones that wait expectantly? We just come to your throne and we go low and we say, Jesus, come. Have victory in America. Have victory in Israel. Have victory in the world. Would your name be glorified? And so we cry out even now, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We cry out, come Lord Jesus. We just praise you, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for stirring up this spirit of of prayer and supplication. Would we learn to pray the very word of God? And so we thank you, Jesus. We thank you for what you're doing at the rock. We ask that you'd establish the work. You'd strengthen weak knees, you'd strengthen hands, Lord, to do the work you've called the rock to do. And I just feel this for each of every, each and every person in this room, because I think there's a lie that, well, I just, you know, I come on Wednesdays, I come on Sundays, like, I, I don't know what I'm, like, I don't know what I do. And I just want to encourage us all that, that when we say the rock, it's not Mike, it's not the leadership team, it's not those on staff, it's not the worship team, it, it's, it's a congregation, it's the body of Christ establishing the work the Lord wants to do that each of us play a part. And so if you don't know what part you play, begin to cry out and ask the Lord, open my eyes that I may see what you have for me. What is my assignment at the rock? And maybe it's standing in the back on Sundays and just interceding for the service. Maybe it's giving and, and, and sowing. Maybe it's giving of your talents. Maybe it's giving of your time. Maybe it's prophetic words. Lord, would you just unleash the fivefold in the rock? Jesus, would you un uh, just unleash the the fivefold at the rock? Would you raise up prophets? Would you raise up apostles? Would you raise up teachers? Would you raise up pastors? Would you raise up evangelists? Lord, we thank you that the the way you desire to operate in your church is through the fivefold. That not one person is called to do everything. That each of us carry a part that we may all be brought to maturity. And so, Lord, we praise you. We thank you for tonight. We thank you for just this time of prayer that we can all just engage and and cry out for your your will to be done at the rock. Thank you, Jesus. Let's do two prayers here, and then we will wrap it up. Um, is it on? Can you hear me? Um, 
Hi, my name is Michelle. Um, I don't really do this, but I really don't. Um, but I just want to be obedient to the Lord. And um, as this past week, um, I fasted and was praying for Israel because um, we're here tonight and we've been praying for Israel and other things. Um, this is just really weighing on my heart um, so much that I can physically feel it. And I feel like as we're praying for all of these things that we shouldn't forget about those who are in our prisons today that Jesus died he shed his blood for them as well they need him as well so God I just lift up prisons here in Colorado and in our nation God I pray God that your spirit would just flow through each of these prisons where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Lord, I pray for revival in these prisons. I pray that there would be warriors for the kingdom of heaven. I pray that they would rise up, Lord, that they would rise up, that they would, that they would, that they would bring many, Lord, that are surrounding them, Lord, that they would be a testimony to them and bring forth many, many more warriors for your kingdom, God. I pray for revival. And I pray for those, God, who lie in their bunks at night. Wishing maybe you forgot about them. I pray that you would show yourself to them, Father God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. just going to press in just for a just wrap up next two minutes just pray for some pastors in Colorado can we just close out the night I just really feel like we need to target pastors tonight in our state can we just stand to our feet and lift our hands let's intercede Tommy Tenney was in Colorado if you don't know who Tommy Tenney is he was a great revivalist in the 80s and 90s he was in a meeting um, preaching he stepped off the stage and the power of God struck the pulpit and split it in two. And the glory of God poured out without waiting. He, he wrote a book called God Chasers, and it just shot revival internationally. He was in our state just uh, probably a month and a half ago, and he prophesied that pulpits in Colorado were about to be split in half by the glory of God. And he began to cry out for an awakening, a spirit of awakening with pastors. So I want to come off the heels of that, and I just, I hear this, like I'm kind of, I'm coming, I, I believe that God is releasing a sound. It's like a shofar blast in the spirit. And God is about to unplug his servant's ears to hear the sound of awakening in the spirit. Hebrews 
chapter 3, 15, it says, If you would hear his voice, and when you hear it, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. And when the people provoked God, and God was against them. We want to just declare tonight that over Colorado, I'm going to release a word out of Isaiah 52, that God is about to unstop the ears of preachers, pastors all over Colorado, leadership. And they're going to hear his voice. And I want to declare that they're not going to harden their hearts against them. I want to pray tonight and I want to just release wind over this state. A spirit of revival and a wind of intercession. That the word of the Lord would strike into these shepherds' hearts and awaken them. And remind them of the waters of Bethlehem. That place of refreshing, of intimacy when they were first called. Isaiah 52 says, awake, awake, put on your strength. Put on your beautiful garments. For the, for, this is a powerful statement. It says, for the uncircumcised and the unclean thing, the unholy thing, the lies, the distractions shall no longer come into you. They shall no longer manifest around you. God says the unclean thing that's come into your ministry is no longer going to come into you. The lies, the distractions, the weariness, the oppression that's upon pastors. Come on, let's pray. We declare that the oppression, the depression, like we've never seen before, pastors committing suicide, ending their lives because of brokenness. In a minute, we're going to blow this shofar. Brokenness. We declare the oppression. The dark assignments of the enemy are broken. We declare in Isaiah 60, glory, Lord, the glory of the Lord is rising upon your people. Father, we declare that the thick, gross darkness is being overcome by the light of the gospel, the light of the kingdom. In the name of Jesus, we declare for pulpits in Colorado to be split in half by the glory of God. We declare a hostile takeover of churches, that heaven would invade Colorado's churches, invading into every denomination, every pastor. Awaken, break open wells. We declare where the wells have been closed up, we command them to be opened. In the name of Jesus. We command every well, be uncapped, be loosed. Let the deep break forth in the name of Jesus. We declare the deep, the deep, the deep, the deep of God to break forth once again. Father, we bless Colorado. We declare that the curse cannot overpower the blessing. That even though doctors would try to curse our state, we declare the blessing overpowers the curse. You cannot curse what God blesses. We declare Colorado, you are blessed. High places, you are blessed. The low places, the plains, you are blessed. In the name of Jesus, we declare for you, Pastor, you will loose yourself from the bonds of your neck and you will go free. Therefore, my people, they shall know my name. Therefore, they shall... They shall know that in that day it was I who spoke. We declare the day of visitation is for Colorado. Colorado will declare God has spoken. God has broken through. We no longer have a brass heaven over us. We declare that the heavens over Colorado are being cleared out even right now. A frequency of heaven is being released over this state. 
We drive out a demonic frequency. We drive out the sound of percussion from the enemy in the name of Jesus. And we declare heaven's percussion, heaven's sound, heaven's violence, oh God. The violent will take it by force. We declare a forceful advancement of the kingdom of God. Shake yourself loose in the name of Jesus. God, the church shall no longer walk in weariness and heaviness and burdens and afflictions. We declare the church is being loosed in Jesus' name. God, release the sound of revival. Release the sound of awakening. Release the sound of the Spirit. Awake! Awake! Put on strength! Put on strength, O captive one! Put on strength! Come on, sound of the Spirit, blow! Sound of the Spirit! Sound of the Spirit! The sound in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. Awaken, pastors, Lord. Awaken your church, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. I just heard this so strong in my spirit. Lift your hands. I heard the Lord say this over his body. I am about to break. I literally saw this. My mother was delivered of this. My mother was an alcoholic. Almost died three times of blood alcohol poisoning. Had a powerful deliverance in my youth ministry. She didn't even raise me. She gave me up when I was barely, not even a year old. She left my dad and I. She showed up one night at my youth group, walked down the aisle. Danny, I want to give my heart to Jesus. I laid hands on her, and she slammed to the floor, and God delivered her of alcoholism. And I saw this. I just felt, I don't know why this is even getting on me. I feel like the Lord wants to deliver in this state and through the body a spirit of depression. Hopelessness has come, and it's manifested into alcoholism. And I believe the Lord wants to break that yoke right now in the name of Jesus. I believe that the spiritual senses want to come alive. And so in Jesus' name, we declare into the body of Christ a deliverance of alcoholism, of drinking in the name of Jesus. We declare your senses shall come alive. You will feel again. You will experience joy again. You will hear a sound of gladness of heart again. Your heart shall live again. I declare every bird inside of a cage. Tonight the Lord reaches his hand inside of that cage and brings out the songbird. I declare, sing, songbird. 
release the sound of the Lord in the name of Jesus. The cage of alcoholism is being broken open tonight in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, I feel that strong. Woo! Joy and gladness. It's the hour of joy and gladness. Get your eyes off the sorrowful thing. Get your eyes on His goodness. God is a happy God. He doesn't sorrow. He's not weary. He's not downcast. His heart is filled with gladness. <laughs> Hallelujah. We thank you for the oil of gladness coming to your church, Lord. The oil of gladness coming to your body. The oil of gladness coming to the rock. God, I ask you to shake up suburbia. God, shake up suburbia, Castle Rock, with your glory in Jesus' name. Wouldn't you like to see God shake suburban? Amen. With the glory of the Lord. Amen. A suburban revival. Amen. Sing, come, Lord Jesus, come, Maranatha. Maranatha. 